everybody, welcome to another episode of Graveyard Smash. I'm Danny O'Dwyer, Professor Werewolf. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and we have a returning guest doing the trifecta. Hello. <laughs> uh, I'm Jim Gaynor. It is a pleasure to be back. I, yeah, which, I should probably introduce people better. I, yeah, I, I, it's on you. The, 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 yeah. the guest should be more entertaining. I yeah. should be able to say something yeah. clever right away. But, you know, it should be noted, too, around the time this comes out, this would be like the one-year anniversary of when we started doing this show with actually no you. No shit. Is there a... Should we, should we start over? <laughs> we should probably start over. Let's we'll trash this. I mean, I don't know. I don't we'll edit all this out. We'll edit all this out. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It came out, it dropped pilot like episode. Yeah. No, the pilot episode is episode zero. Oh, that's right. So no one's heard yet. Yeah. What movie was that? Or is uh, that Friday Secret? 13th Part 4. It was just me and Dan. <laughs> Obviously. We did a test run, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pilot episode of the show was for Friday the 13th Part 4. <laughs> <laughs> the final chapter. <laughs> but uh, the movie we're doing today is Dawn of the Dead, 1978. Uh, we're doing the extended cut. Um... Not the European cut. It's very different from the European cut. The big difference between this and the theatrical cut, or, uh, which is which actually, one did you watch? The extended cut, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. And is yeah, I the, I had whatever the the different cuts. I feel like there's a lot of stuff in there to talk right. about. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, essentially, there's a bit more stuff in this one than the director's or the theatrical cut, which is George Romero's favorite, actually. But this is the one me and Jim always watch because I had it on two VHS yeah, tapes. Yeah, and, and I it was like. I, especially with you having it on VHS and just kind of how beat up it was, and that sick cover with the gas mask, which is like I think my favorite Dawn of the Dead graphic is, yeah. the, is the gas mask. Um, I just I remember that we ha- we didn't watch that one until kind of later in the cycle of you showing me horror movies, and it was always just like sitting there, and there was something so ominous about it. It just it looked like yeah. it just I don't know it was somebody's home movie or something. Yeah, no, and uh, so the big the biggest difference is in like. Uh, We'll get to it. Is the uh, the doc scenes longer in this one? Okay, that's good news because that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> I didn't know right. that. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the other parts it's mostly like how when I edit this show, I cut out long pauses <laughs> seamlessly. You know, I wonder how that's going to be edited. Yeah, you. you we'll, that's we'll, kind of exciting. Yeah, I got kind this. Of exciting. Yeah, okay, but yeah, right. I, it's like the extended cut just has more exposition. Right, yeah. No. There's a lot of exposition in this movie. I was having trouble taking notes almost because of... And, and that's not a complaint. Like, I've watched this movie many times, like, um, and still really enjoy it. But, you know, there's scenes of, like, Peter and Steven hammering nails and right. stuff, you know? Yeah, the, like, uh, the, uh, the, the theatrical cut, it moves a little quicker. It, it's yeah. just the biggest thing. They cut out just, like, little bits here and there other than the doc scene. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it, it does move a little better, but this is the version... I've kind of grown up with, so yeah. um, the European cut actually they cut out most of the humor and stuff. Yeah, and social commentary. It's under two hours, whereas the cut we watched was like two hours and like seventeen minutes. Or I, it's it's funny that I know this just because I feel like when I was a big DVD collector when it was still cool, I would like read the stuff in it over and over and over again. I know I don't know why, but I know that the theatrical cut I'm pretty sure is 137 minutes, and the European cut is 96 minutes. Yeah. And that's I don't know if I'm cool or gay. No, no, for it's that. the director's cut's 137, and then the yeah, it, yeah, you're right about the and the U.S. theatrical is like 126 or something like that. Or yeah, 123. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, you're almost. What, you're almost. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the exact minute. Uh, so uh, and it, it, what's interesting too about the different cuts is in Europe or uh, the European cut, they when they tried to get it past the censors in England. They were like, no, you're going to have to cut like a half hour of this movie. Yeah. When they submitted the U.S. theatrical cut, they said, oh, only you have to cut it like two minutes. Because they thought with the context, 
They're like, oh, there's like a me- like a purpose behind all this fun. Yeah, right. right. And Which, what- yeah, like this movie gets a glowing review from Roger Ebert, who, four stars. Yeah, who um, you know, prefaces his his like review with like this movie is grotesque, it is disgusting, you know, especially yeah. for the time. Well, but he's like, but um, you know, it, it's earned. You know, and yeah. the movie has and, and something actually, to say, I was and it's going back to and... a previous podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. This movie and Halloween both came out in 1978. They both came yeah, out in 78. They did. Okay. Two four-star Ebert reviews in our two that's favorite right. horror movies. Yeah. Oh, like, that's cute. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I think I remember a quote from that him saying that like art doesn't always have to be safe or art doesn't always have to be yeah. pretty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, and with the European cut too, like quick tangent because I'm like a big fan of uh, that kind of wave of Italian horror movies from the late sure, 70s yeah. Yeah. Um, like Dario Argento stuff and Lucio mm-hmm. Fulci and shit like that <laughs> and like Dawn of the the European cut of Dawn of the Dead which was called Zombie dropped the E in Europe uh, paved the way for that entire genre because right. like the, yeah. that cut well what's really out. funny is Lucio Fulci's zombie in US is called zombie 2 there which is piggyback it's and- so good and I remember like discovering how all of that connected when I was like 17 years old being like this is all so cool <laughs> yeah. you know because zombie well, 2 which is, is like, zombie rules Dario Argento ends up being really important to American horror to this day yeah, no because shit. of the influence he had at this time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he was a huge like uh, uh, John Carpenter was a big fan. You know, both of his like music for his movies and of his style. Right, and you see a lot of that in these like late seventies horror movies in America too, which you know really have all the influence on anything that comes yeah. today, you know. And, so. like, Dawn of the Dead, like, blew the genre wide open around that time, and it couldn't have been done without Dario Argento. Like, right. he helped them secure financing and all that shit. Right. Yeah. The movie begins, there is a shot of orange shag carpeting. Oh, I took it as red. I also took it as red. All yeah. right. It, it's and I think it's you important that, that it's test. red, actually. Perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to... I don't want to... You... You... Oh, damn it. Blind. Dan was a... <laughs> Dan's getting ready to take his pilot test. <laughs> um, and I think it's out, definitely red. Whatever. I love that as the opener. It's it's on a wall. Shag, red shag carpeting on a wall. There's and that's where the movie opens. There's something about it, right? Because like it's striking. I, I feel like I've mentioned this on the other episodes I've been on, but like growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch like a lot of shit, yeah. and I didn't really discover horror movies until Dan. And I remember when this movie starts, that first opening image of the red carpet on the wall, just like with like how soft it looked because of the film and like whatever, yeah. it just felt like I was this was about to be one of those movies I wasn't allowed to watch. Like yeah. right away, I knew <laughs> that this was one that I wasn't supposed to be watching. Yeah, yeah for me, this is a movie that uh, like I saw it on Living Dead and I really liked it. And I started getting like taking books out of the library about horror movies, and they're like, "There's a sequel called Dawn of the Dead and uh, Day of the Dead." I'm like, I need to see these movies. And yeah. I saw this movie, and it, like, it messed me up, and, like, we'll get into it more, too, right. as we go along. But, like, this movie isn't, like, there, there are no jump scares, really, in this movie. There's a, um... There's, like, but the, there's a couple of little cool ones. Yeah. Like, little, but it's not, but like... But the movie's not predicated on no. this No. No. We're, yeah, like, uh... It's not scary in the traditional sense of no, the word. It's like, not. I, I've met people, too, where I'm like, this is, like, the most scariest movie, and they're like... The movie's not scary. It's like, no, right, because you like dumb fucking movies. It's kind of, <laughs> I want to respond, but you know, I'm a gentleman. Because it's it's scary in a disturbing sense, not in like right. a startling it's, sense. It's also kind of just more, like, kind of depressing in a way. It's yeah. very depressing. Yeah, yeah um, we're, it opens on... Um, red carpet. Fran. 
Yes. You see Franz falling asleep on the wall. Yeah, because <laughs> she's working at a TV station, which is in complete chaos. Yeah. And then uh, the she's famous... woken up from a nightmare. Yeah, she wakes up from a nightmare, and the famous uh, character from Saturday Night Live, Pat, comes and sits next to her. <laughs> and... Someone who looks like Pat is... Well, I don't know. It's I don't know whether it's a boy or a girl. Like oh. It's kind of a froey thing, like, overalls on, and, you know... It, you know, him or her. Yeah. You, know. you get the great quick cameo from uh, George, George Romero, Romero and his and, wife. Well, yeah, they're divorced now, actually. No. Yeah, they divorced after like 30 years or something. Aww. Yeah, recently. I, wow. I hate for, I, I hate to have to announce that on this podcast because yeah. <laughs> I had never heard that, which means we're just discovering it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Fran is in a tizzy because uh, at the bottom of the screen there's like a... a, a emergency screen. centers. Yeah, to send emergency people centers to. because they're like, hey, don't live in your house anymore even if you've got like a lot of food and ammunition right. go to like you know we're trying to collect everybody like so we can like fight them together behind you know military lines and stuff and a lot of these rescue stations have been knocked out and uh she shuts them off and then it's like you know the producers like people are shutting people are changing the channel every minute we don't have these rescue stations up and she's like they're wrong you're sending people to their deaths right and she's like you want you you're more like it's more important for you to get People to like tune in and to you know right. keep people from so, dying. Yeah. It's so sick too that that jumps off right away because yeah. like that moment is like that perfect 1970s American movie flavored satire. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the the idea, like he he starts screaming, "We need to stay on the air!" Yeah, like the like people are walking out. Dude, as he's well, yelling, and, and, and that idea of, of like entertainment at all costs is mm-hmm. like it's so fucking seventies. Well, and people have started abandoning their posts. So, like there's a like a part scene there, like I mean, like where like there's people walk out the door, and he's like tells the security like, "Hey, stop them!" Like the security like, guard just yeah. walks out. Yeah. It's and he's so good. Yeah, totally. he's you know? just like yeah. People it, are literally yelling "fuck off" and walking out. Yeah. Like well, and it's it's uh, interesting to like. Um, like, at the end of the Roman Empire, that was, like, a big thing. Like, the barbarians showed up. And a lot of people were just like, well, I'm in massive debt. Like, a lot of people are in, like, this country now. Right. So it's just like, well, I'm just going to go join the barbarians. And, like, a lot of people did. They were just like, ah, fuck you guys. Yeah. It's like, people are just kind of choosing, like, instead of, you know, to drop out of society. And you think about, like, from, like, a perspective, like, how do the police police this? Like, there's, like, massive violence going on all the time. Right. You know, you could murder someone and get away with it pretty easily. Like, well, and that's always the scariest aspects of, like, the best zombie movies. Because um, it's, like, it's not the, the monster that's scary. It's the it's the collapse of society that's yeah. scary. Right. You know? And that's why I think, like, Night of Living Dead... Like, and Dawn of, Dawn of the Dead's kind of interesting because it's the only movie I know... It's about, like, sort of the slow, like, sort of decay. It's like, one yeah. of the only that, like... it's it's This movie jumps off, like, right at the moment where everybody decides, wait, society's not working anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, like, how long do you think, like, the zombie's been around at, like, this point? In the, uh, like, I, I believe I read it was, like, three weeks. It's, that, like, three it, weeks it into it. It feels yeah. like that way. Yeah. yeah. I like that there's things like that in this movie to read into, like... Okay, where are things really starting to go wrong? Where are mm-hmm. people fucking up? Like, well, and you see things like the housing project, you know? Like, yeah, and like right here, it's interesting too. Is it's like, uh, like clearly it's been going on for a little while. People are like, because based on the rate the television show they have on, people are still like, oh, maybe we can do like something still about these uh, still denying it, right? Yeah, and, and the other part too is yeah, people are just like out of here. Yep, you know, and. Um, kind of an interesting contrast it's like things are definitely going bad this is like, but then also by like the end of the movie it's like like right here there's still some semblance of civilization this, and it's like are you going to drop out of civilization but by the end of the movie 
Like, it's pretty clear. Like, something is just gone. Yeah. Well, that's what's so cool about this movie, too, is, like, it starts and focuses on that period. And I can't think of another movie that really focuses on this time. Like, society right. is literally I mean, outside breaking of, down. Outside of the, the remake, no? You know, like, yeah. and that, that is... movie, it even happens in, like, ten minutes. Right. It's, it's and like, that, to like, me, it's like, yeah, the, like, acceptance of this is what's happening... And people like okay, this is this is what it looks like at a TV studio. This mm-hmm. is what it looks like, uh, you know, with a bunch of rednecks, um, right, hunting them in the you know in the country. Like, and the scene ends with the perfect uh, directly in your face satire line, which is the guy yes. very, very astutely saying, "Our responsibility is finished." Yep. Yeah, because the emergency stations are taken over. Right. Our responsibility is finished. Yeah, yeah so, it's so Fran, good. It turns out has a boyfriend. He says student. it. He also says it in a very like thespian. Yeah. He's staring off into space <laughs> yeah, as he dude. delivers the line. So tight. We'll be off the air by midnight anyway. The emergency networks are taking over. Our responsibility is finished. Yeah. There's, there's a few uh, one to five line performances yes. in this movie that are. All I, I'm sure we wrote them down. Every <laughs> yeah. single one of I them. Think probably. They're sort of. They're almost like literally fourth wall breaking, but they're I not. Know. You know, and, it's, and it like gives the movie such this amazing feel because yeah. the four core performances I think are very strong throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I agree. And yet all the peripheral characters are really bad actors for some reason, yeah. and it gives it this well, really funny feel. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like. They made this movie for actually like the purported budget's like one point two million dollars or mm-hmm. something. I found out like recently they've come out and they're like actually it was about half of that. We said it was that much so people would want to like show the movie. Oh yeah, wow. okay, that's tight. yeah, that's tight. Like, like so much of this movie, it's like they just like shot like a hundred hours of footage and mm-hmm. like well, well, it works. You know? Yeah, but it's um. But yeah, if like if if zombies are the uh, allegory for destruction, you know, global warming, like whatever it is. Like, this idea of human beings just being like, okay, well, our responsibility is finished. It's yeah. just so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, Fran turns out has a boyfriend, Steven. He's the... Flatboy. Yeah, Flatboy. Fly he's the traffic uh, guy with the helicopter. And he's like, hey, we're going to steal the helicopter, and we're running. And he's got a sick coat on. Yeah. He does. He has a sick, like, bomber jacket. Pilot like, coat. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Very dope. And, like, we'll get into it more, but Steve being like, we're taking this helicopter and going... Might be the first and last cool thing that he does yeah. in the entire movie. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll, yeah, we'll talk. We'll he talk fucks about up a that. lot in he, this movie. I wrote, I wrote it down somewhere. Like he's constantly fucking up. He just always he, fucks he up. He just always right. fucks up. Yeah. And it's it's like, but you never get mad at him because like Steve is kind of like the everyday guy character yeah. placeholder. That's, yeah. yeah. But still, he's never he always he's, fucks up. I mean, unlike Day of the Dead. His flaws don't make it impossible to watch him. Yeah, you know? right, no it's also they're very believable, and like oh, I could see fucking that up. Yeah, like, he's uh, also the only guy who bangs in the movie ever. Yeah, which is tight. Yeah, yeah, good for him, dude. Yeah, good for him. High five. Yeah. <laughs> so they they cut to um, the the projects, and the SWAT team is surrounded like a, a building, and I think it has to do with that presidential order, like you can't occupy private residence no matter how secure. But I think it may also have to do with the fact that they've got a bunch of zombies in there. Yeah, that they're not yeah, that they're like hoarding. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I like there, too, like, one of the, um... Yeah, no, I think that they were trying to shut that kind of thing down because that was, like, uh, perpetuating the issue, you know? Yeah. Like, right. Or not, but this, you know, this scene... The exacerbating pro- the issue. The project scene, I feel like, for me, it's, like, the... 
the scene in Predator where they just lay waste to that enemy base. Like in like like that scene in Predator could stand alone as its own thing inside of this movie, and I feel like this whole sequence at the project is like its own little short movie inside of Dawn right. of the Dead. Yeah, and, and we're introduced to the character of Wooly, who uh, says a lot of really racist yeah. stuff. What's his name? Wooly. Wooly. Yeah, he's pretty. Um, angry about the surprise projects that these guys get to live in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, dude, you, you want to move in? Dude. You want to move into the fucking projects, bro? Like, by all means. I, like, I've been to the projects. You don't want to be there, dude. And yeah. I'll, I'll try not to harp on the point too much, but that again is like that beautiful, directly in your face, '70s satire. Like, yeah. Here is the guy who represents racists. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of like that. Yeah, we'll talk about it as we go along. Like, there's a lot of like pretty heavy-handed like right stuff. Like but there's a lot of stuff that's like a little more subtle. Like, I think like because like okay, like what we just talked about, like that. um you know, it's like, oh, the zombies, they're like us. They care about the mall. They care about consumers. But also, the main characters do. I know. And that's like a more of a satire of it than right. so like the zombies is like oh so yeah by the end which we'll get into when yeah, yeah. But. but then also like that like the most naked like evil capitalist thing said in the movie is that TV producer who's yeah. like without those rescue situations on screen every minute people won't watch us they'll tune out it's yeah. like dude the world's fucking ending who gives a shit about ratings yeah like, you know, you need some more fucking chia pets or whatever. Or right. right. Like, it's like, that's the most... Are you really, like, running advertisements right now? Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, so, I like to... Like, one of the, uh, the um, SWAT troopers is going in, he makes the sign of the cross. And what I, there's a lot of it in this movie, and we'll co- come across it a few times. There's a lot of, like, religious imagery, but it's not played, like, in usual horror movies for, like, some sort of... Yeah, for, like, subversive... Yeah, uh, like, oh, hey, this guy, he's got a... He's making, like, he's posed like Jesus when he dies. No, man, this movie's just got a blind priest saying, please don't let me pass. Yeah, Yeah. like, one of the zombies in the basement of this building in, like, a minute, like, they've got, like, a rose around their arm. Uh Like, it's like uh someone would do that, you know? It's, like, more, like, just, like... A part of culture, maybe? Part of culture, as opposed to, like... Because there's all types of culture depicted in these zombies and the people, like... That the the little bit of survivors we see, yeah, yeah. One dude gets capped in the head right away. <laughs> no, no, no. We, dude, we get introduced to the guy, and then off. in the next scene, he gets his head blown. Yeah, it's like oh, so for good. no this guy, reason. Gonna be, so good. This guy gonna be like one of the main characters. He's uh-huh. like the first one of the you know the first speaking guys. He's like, nope, he's, no, dead. he's just a dead guy. Perfect. Because yeah. because people keep flipping out and losing their shit. Like yeah. we found that. The zombie apocalypse is taking its toll on all all members of society. So yeah, they get into a shootout with some of the gangs for this project, and they go in. And there's the part where they go to an apartment with uh, some of the zombies. The line, shoot it, shoot it in the head, uh, man. See, now I have that written down. A bit, like, shoot it, man, shoot it in the head. Because that's, I believe, the first zombie that you see in this movie, and yeah. that. SWAT team character is laying out the template for what every character's attitude should be when it comes to zombies. That's true. Yeah. You know, like most character, like in zombie setup part of the movie, everybody's like, well, he's frozen. Like questioning, like, what is this really? Or being like, are you still whatever? Yeah. And this guy just goes, shoot it, man. Shoot it in the head. Like yeah. he's looking at him like, what is wrong with you? Shoot this thing. And that yeah. is what, that is the first tenement of zombie survival. Shoot it. <laughs> yeah. I read, also- so I read there was a study done, sorry, quick aside, sure. yeah. that said, and I would like to get into this more later about how things went to shit, and there's some evidence of it when they're watching news reports later, that uh, the study stated that if there was a zombie apocalypse, if our response was immediate and aggressive, it would be handled. Otherwise, it could get out of hand. 
But I'm like, okay, but this isn't a world where we know zombie movies and zombie movie rules. Yeah. In this world, in Dawn of the Dead, they they've never seen a zombie movie. You know, they don't know right. what they're it's dealing not a with. How how yeah, aggressive right. is your response going to be? The right. <laughs> In the basement. In the basement. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, and that that's something it's I also, thought about a lot in this viewing. Is it's like also great. Like, it's part of what's great about like the set design of this movie. Like, almost accidental. Like this, they shot this in like a real. Like, it was a, they were going to tear it down, but it was a project building. Like, it's a very crappy apartment. There's like that crappy little floor. Look, I know. It looks yeah. So like good. The, the paint is the weird like, basement with the chicken wire cages. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, it's no, so it, it's like so much of it's like accident. Like, it's like, like. The only like movies from the seventies usually don't have this much great seventies uh, um, iconography. Fucking, yeah, it's like like movies that are set there almost do, but this movie is the only like there are more bell bottoms in this movie than right. any movie I've ever <laughs> right. seen in my life. Yeah, it it exists in the complete reality of its time period. Yeah, hundred percent. Th- so the the guy is like it's like just kind of sitting up what kind of movie it is. The one guy he hesitates when fighting these zombies and then he almost gets killed mm-hmm. and then he blows his brains out yeah yeah uh and then woolly is going nuts uh and he, he uh <laughs> now we have some discussion throughout this podcast of tom savini that's gonna have to yeah. come out uh but what happens with woolly next is for me <laughs> one of the top three all-time head explosions in a movie yeah like and it just Comes out of fucking nowhere, man. Like, the whole SWAT team scene is going on, and people are getting shot, and there's a zombie, and oh my god. But then this guy's head explodes. Well, well that's the thing is, Willie just the start... door and shoots this guy in the head for no reason. He just starts uh, <laughs> shooting people, not, not even yeah. zombies. Yeah. Like, the guy he shot is a zombie... Just... He blows his fucking head. Yeah, off. and it's amazing, and it's and it's Tom Savini. This was Tom Savini's first work was in this no, movie. No, it was Martin actually. But it, oh, it was Martin? Really, yeah. Okay, right this on, is, right yeah, on, right this on. This is kind of the one that because he because because Savini was gonna do Night of the Living Dead, and then he went to Vietnam. Right. Um. But like this fucking it, it top three head explosions. Dawn of the Dead, Scanner, obviously. The third the third best head explosion is movie Maniac. Are you familiar with that? No. Um. It was like this dude who was... It doesn't matter. But it was a Tom Savini makeup <laughs> effects stuff. And there's a point where the killer jumps on the hood of a car and shoots a shotgun through the windshield. <laughs> and it, that is my number one head explosion. Just edging out scanners. Wow. It's... it's you, look it up. Whoever's listening right now, just press pause. Look up Maniac Head Explosion. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they go down to the basement to... Roger, the blonde dude who we've kind of already been introduced to, is down there. And then, uh, yeah, Roger's like cool, collected. He Roger like smoking. tried to he stop to, well, the guy to... from killing a bunch of people. Right. But then uh, his buddy uh, Peter did stop him by shooting. Him. Yeah, yeah. Peter's right a little more pragmatic than Roger. We right. find right away. He's yeah. also a little less emotional because like Roger runs down to the basement to go. Roger's a very scene. emotional person. Yeah, and very emotional. Peter's just down there and he's like, "You ain't just in here by yourself, boy." Peter's seen some shit in his life. No shit. Yeah. Man. No shit. <laughs> Dude, his grandpa his was a voodoo priest. His granddad is a voodoo priest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. His yeah, brother. His brother's a, one brother's a cop. The other one's a ball. A major no, ball player. Yeah, major league no, ball player. In jail. The other one's a uh, pro ball player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he's a cop. Yeah. Ken Voorhees hey. as Peter, one of the all-time greatest horror movie characters ever. Like, I will talk about it more I later. I absolutely agree. We should count how many times we say we'll talk about it more later because there's so much to talk about in this right. movie. Um, but like I, I think maybe Roger. Is, if you want to jump into something in advance, that's yeah. Fine too. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. maybe Roger is my favorite to watch, but Peter is the ultimate 
fucking zombie survivalist, man. Right. Ultimate. Well, He's the fucking Duke Nukem of the Dead series. Come get some. And, you know, we'll talk about it as it comes up, but, um, I, I, like, as I've been, like, I've been watching this movie a lot lately, and I've come to really, really like Fran's character. Like, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. So, they, they make friends in the basement, and they're like, hey, and, you know, Roger, I guess... It's, I think it was in like the press kit for the movie that he was drinking buddies with Stephen. Flyboy, yeah. And so it's like that's like why he got his invite. But also it's like if you're a guy stealing a helicopter, it's like why don't I have my friend who's on the SWAT team <laughs> right, come right, with, you exactly. Know? And so it's part of also what works about this movie is two of the guys who survive are in the SWAT team. Yeah. Like they, they you know. And like when Stephen tries to fire a gun, this is something he's obviously never done in his life. Yeah, or maybe did like as a Boy Scout. Or right, and he's know. got terrible aim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he makes a lot of bad decisions. And there's two separate times where he throws his his limp body into a oh, zombie. I wrote that one down, dude. In the refilling <laughs> yeah. part. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> like that's how he handles himself. Yeah. Like they, him and well, Fran it's... wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah, this, no. they're not like. I'm not combat trained, Jimmy. You combat trained? I am not combat trained. Like, we've at least been... Little known fact, I'm combat trained. (laughs) We've both at least been in, like, a fight before. Like, but, like... For sure, but not with anyone who's armed. Yeah. Or trying to kill me. Or undead. Yeah. Yeah, never. Yeah, like, really, it was, like... Usually the stakes were get a bloody nose or maybe kicked in the balls or something. Right. Not not die. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, and and then the uh, Father Martinez comes out. Which is this wonderful, like, five-minute, just creepy sequence. Like, this was... one-legged... Priest. Yeah, yeah, there's like this one-legged it's, priest who walks was, through. It's also like I'm sure you guys are the same. Like when I first watched this, I didn't notice he had one leg because he moves so naturally with like his like. Crutch. Yeah, he has like a crutch that he yeah uses. He like practically has it as an extension of his arm. Yeah, and it's just such an interesting choice of this character because it's just this little moment just to make you feel a little uneasy. You know, yeah, him and like, him being like fucking. Uh, you know, you are stronger than us, but I think soon. They be stronger than you, you know, like super <laughs> ominous. We must yeah. stop the killing or lose the war. Yes, and it's also. Do you think, like, they, were try- it's like, Do you think like- they were trying to comment on class at all? <laughs> Overt seventies satire. <laughs> well, like yeah, but he and he's, he's very much too. Again, also going back, like he would be a religious leader in like this community. It's like mostly I think Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. like you know, mm-hmm. in the, these projects, I guess, and like. He's a leader, but it's not like, oh, the priest. And then it's like, not like some scene where he's like a molester too or yeah. something. Yeah. It's like very just like, oh, yeah, he's a, he's a priest. Yeah. He's in charge yeah, here. he's just there. Yeah. And it turns out like, like they've been like dumping bodies in the basement. Yeah, like this, this, this housing community, as people have been turning into zombies, they've just been like keeping them hostage, which is a thing that's happened in other movies too, right. like, because they don't know what there's to do with it. There's the one where, like, there's the part two where, like, the SWAT team breaks down a door and there's, like, a bunch of zombies in there, which they which weren't expecting tight. for. Right. And they're, like, the in a one, tight like, hallway trying to fight their way. The one lady's like, he's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love him so much. Oh, my God. And she hugs him and he takes a giant chunk out of her neck. And it's popular trivia if anyone who knows this movie, but those who don't as well. As we do. He uh, he bit right. He didn't bite her cleanly. Like he didn't just bite the like makeup appliance. He bought, bit like her arm too. Oh, I didn't know. And that. that's where part of the scream comes from. It's oh, very it's genuine. Oh, he like that's chopped great. into her arm. <laughs> and uh, so, and then in the basement they've got this like cage, and they've yeah, got him, man. and it's like it, like this is one of the scenes that really stuck with me the first time I me saw too. the movie. They've got them like in canvas bags and stuff, and yeah. they're just like wrapped in a bed sheet so they can't move. It's one where we're just kind of free and like. 
biting each other. It's the free for, like, range ones, yeah. yeah I, biting each other for you know, and they're arms. just feeding them, yeah. Like this whole housing project sequence. I had never seen anything like this in my life, dude. You know, because like yeah. the first ten minutes, it's tense. It's like there's some cool things being uh, touched on, but then this whole housing project sequence is just this unbelievable gore and violence, fucking cacophony, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like in in, in whatever this like seven minute sequence is, you see a dude's head explode. And then it, it it ends with two of our main characters just firing at a pile of Peter writhing just bodies. Stands there oh, and man. just execution style starts taking them all out. Yeah. Why do these people keep them here? Because they still believe there's respect in dying. Yeah. Which I took to be kind of a class thing too. Yeah. Because there's these people that it's like what we do with you know. If you're below the poverty line in this country, you get you know you get kind of corralled in the low income housing and. And not treated with much respect, but mm-hmm. they have a community and, and like, they, you know, held on to these people because these are people they care about. And so that was just, there's so, I mean, there's so much to read into in this right. movie, but I, know. I picked up on a lot of that. And then we head back to Steven and Franny, who uh, need to refill the helicopter. And uh, Steven leaves Franny by herself with the worst bit players ever. Oh, man. <laughs> also, going back really quick to the uh, yeah. one more thing about the project. You also see some great shots of pipe that's wrapped in asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right on. Right on. True. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Franny and Peter, uh, they, or Steven, rather. Yeah. Uh, they go to the police dock to refill, and that's where they're going to have their meet-up with Roger. And it turns out, you know, he brings his friend Peter along. Too, but you know the people are dead when they get there. And there's the the, C, the part where he picks up the CB. He's like, "Hello, HQ. This is Police Dunk. Operator dead. Post abandoned." Yeah, yeah. It's Fucking, just tight. Yeah. This um, is one of many times that Steven disregards his pregnant girlfriend. Yes. <laughs> In also, dangerous circumstances. <laughs> also, show announcement, Elise is pregnant. Yeah. So we're going to have another podcast what? <laughs> into the mix before long. Okay, no. good. That announcement's out. Then all yeah. the stuff that reminded me of Elise being pregnant when we, I was watching this. I'll talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there's also a rigid calendar there with uh, girls holding rigid tools. To I, never, I never noticed that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, the the guys that they happenstantially meet on the dock. Well, one of them is actually Colonel Rhodes from Day of the one Dead. One of them is Colonel Rhodes from Day of the, the Dead. Guy, yeah. Oh, is one of them? Yeah. I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. The guy with the like the the, the swoop. Yeah. yeah. And the whole time he's yelling choke on her. Yeah. <laughs> and famously, like for a long time, and it still technically is, but the when we award best haircut, it's the Colonel Rose best hair, Memorial yeah. Award. <laughs> yeah. That's great. But yeah, man, the one guy who's looking for a cigarette is oh, my favorite performance of Donovan. It, it's it's where I originally started saying every time I watched this movie, uh, I know it's a small part, but couldn't we get a better actor? Like, <laughs> That's true! Something happens to him and we'd be stuck! We'd be stuck. He's walking. He's running back and forth <laughs> with a box in his. Own. So cool. We'd yeah. be stuck. He's like in a fucking Laurel and Hardy short. Or something. <laughs> and like he's like, "Hey, where are you guys going?" And uh, Steven's like, "Up." He's like, "Up." And he's like, sh- nodding his head. And he goes, "Oh." <laughs> well, and he also says, "We're headed to an island." And the one island, and he goes, 
any island. And like, but the look on his face, because they're like, what island? And his performance, he's like, I have to think about that. <laughs> any island. <laughs> it's it's something so like, good. folks, go back and watch like a, like a classic movie from like the 50s, and like a lot of the big players act like that. I know. There's someone's cousin who worked for the studio, and they're like, he wants to be an actor. Yeah. Well, and watching through this again, of the a lot of the intentional humor spoke to me a little bit more. Like, like I could see... Because all the best masters of the genre have a wonderful sense of humor, yeah. right? Like, uh, the Sam Raimi, fucking Wes Craven. Uh, Cronenberg. Cronenberg, Joe Dante, fucking, yeah. like, these guys have, like, overt humor in their movies a lot of time. And there are some things in this movie that are just so absurdly funny, and there are some performances that seem so absurdly bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is the first time where I've ever thought that it's intentional. Like, I think George Romero was going through all of his footage while he was editing, and there were a few things he came across that made him laugh. And he was like, what did we shoot that for? And I think he put that shit in the movie on purpose. Right. It's like later on when the guy goes in the blood pressure tester machine. Right. And there's zombies everywhere. And like he said in interviews, people are like, that doesn't really make sense. It's like, well, we thought it was funny. Dude, I mean, one of the major things that happens with the bike gang is they all start throwing pies and spraying seltzer water at each other. Like, I think that the guy who's looking for a cigarette that's going to any island... I think was George Romero's favorite part, and I think he kept it in there on purpose. And what? I think the extended version has more of that on purpose. Oh yeah, no, it's a lot less of that in the. Uh, the yeah, show. yeah. So, for those of you curious about what we're talking about, there's a really bad performance. And see. it also highlights just how strong the performances at a central cast are. Yeah, you know, because yeah. like in classic horror movies, a lot of times they suffer from kind of hackneyed performances right. or whatever. And the peripheral Nancy in Nightmare on Elm Street is pretty. She's really she's bad. She's all right. She's really bad. Um, it's more apparent in like the other movies afterwards, where she's like, "Oh, you're part of the franchise." Like, yeah. <laughs> right in the, uh, screw your past. Yeah, she's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a couple parts here too. I really like when they take. Well, first of all, he asks if they haven't got any cigarettes, and they all lie to him. Hey, you got any cigarettes? Hey, you guys got cigarettes? No, I'm sorry. They all do lighting, which is funny. And then when they take off, you see the lights going out in a building behind him, and it kind of subtle. Mm-hmm. Didn't show up as well in VHS too. It should pull. Oh, that's out. right. They all took out cigarettes. That is funny. I didn't really catch that. And um, then, uh, and then uh, Fran asks uh, uh, Peter, she, you know, because they're like, "Oh, you leaving any behind?" He's like, "A couple of brothers," and she says, "You know, real brothers or street brothers." In a real Franny way. In a very Franny way. And, like, Peter is so fucking cool hand Luke, he just doesn't even miss a beat. He's like, both. <laughs> he, he is not worried about that question at all. Yeah. Um, you know? This is where they're asking who they're leaving behind, yeah, and Franny says um, an ex-husband has that feeling of, like, not finalized for me. <laughs> there's a little more to yeah. it there, right. Roger is also leaving behind an ex-spouse. I feel like there's, like, kind of a connection between the two of them yeah. from here on well, out. Roger is also the kind of guy who's wearing, like, his class ring. Like, yeah, he's, which is that's like, the perfect way to describe him. Yes. Yeah. If you're over, like, 20, you're wearing a class ring. You're, you're, you're I don't know why anyone would wear a class ring at all. Go, yeah. Justin. <laughs> uh, also, th- so they've taken off in the helicopter, and then there's kind of a jump cut between night and day. When it goes to day, you get on the soundtrack the first song by Goblin. That's the yeah. first time you hear a Goblin song yeah. in this cut of it. Um, I have been on a huge is Goblin that the kick. Song, is that the song it's, with uh, the, ba- the, the, the electric bass 
um, pulse at the beginning. Yes, uh, I, that's the best part. The best, That song is amazing, oh, dude. That song yeah. is fucking amazing. It's amazing. Um, Goblin, uh, I've been on a huge kick lately. They're like this European penultimate horror progressive rock band. Yeah, um, they did uh, mostly. They're known for their movie soundtracks, mostly Dario Argento soundtracks. Yeah, it's like kind of like John Carpenter meets like uh, fucking uh, like yeah, yes or, or yes or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, like the soundtracks for Suspiria and Tenebrae are kind of their best shit. They also, I, I, they have this studio record called Containment that's not a soundtrack, and it's just so fucking awesome. I'll check it out. Um, but like, I had happenstantially found in a record store Goblin score to Dawn of the Dead a couple of years back, and the music never struck me until I separated it from the movie and just listened to it on its own. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking unique stuff. It's good. Yeah. You know, like the soundtrack. It's really good. The soundtrack they did for Suspiria, I think, was a little more straight ahead, like horror, creepy music. Yeah. But this is like all over it's different really genres. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. It's and then, really and then weird. In this cut too, the music like, in this movie is very strange. In this cut yeah. And the theatrical cut, you get a lot of too. George A. Romero went to. Uh, Music library, yeah, like the library of yeah, like public shit. domain no, it's, music. No, it's and not stuff, public or... domain. It's stuff that um, you go in there. It's royalty free music. Yeah, and you just have to like buy the rights to it one time. So okay, you pay, like a flat fee. Because I actually uh, when I can't remember which one. But when I was doing bottle shelf beer reviews, I looked into renting or buying the rights to do the gong like legit. Like, yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's like 150 bucks, which is too much for a YouTube video. But for a movie, that's like nothing. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. for a movie, you could just you could just play it over and over again. That's the Yeah, so most of the music in this cut is from those library selections and that's actually the biggest merit for me for Zombie the European version is it's all Goblin music right, the whole time yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also come across so they're flying and they see like there's a bunch of like rednecks mixed with that like part's great. the army and I like to uh, and they're just like hunting them they're drinking coffee and beer. They're drinking beer in the morning. That, I like that. Well, so a normal good. movie... Maybe not normal. I shouldn't say... Most movies, they might discuss it. They might they might engage with it if they were passing by or something. They flew over it and made a comment about it. Then you get this whole couple minute long scene of these guys shooting zombies and like well, and having like, a little like hoedown or whatever, right. you know? Having a grand old time. I like yeah. That, I like that they're real like country folks. Like, yeah, you know they're not. It's not like over the top or something. Like they're just guys and like, re, you know, they're hunting gear for like. I labeled them the red, uh, a redneck militia. Like yeah. they're a fucking yeah. redneck militia. And this That's, is another. Yeah, this is another accurate. example of that in your face seventy style satire. It's right. like it's movies like I don't know, like fucking like Taxi Driver and like Network and stuff like this, where like you you have to go beneath the surface of the story to really find out what the message of the movie that's trying to get across yeah. is. Dawn of the Dead's very much like this. And this is one of those. Like this re- like the world is coming to an end and this redneck militia is drinking beer in the morning and shooting off their guns and having a fucking great time. Yeah. But but what I like too though is it it's not like in a lot of movies where I don't think the movie is like Super looking down and no. Like, no, 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 not at all. Yeah. You know I mean? Although, like, although there is a point where they're shooting at a car and the car explodes, yeah. And I noticed the soundtrack music changes right there yeah. to like an ominous, right? Thing. Yeah. Like because well, that's I right think... at the end of it, and George is like, "Remember, this is not okay. What these people are doing, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's um, yeah. it's demonstrating too that they're being really lax about what's happening, and they're having. They're kind of like we we have a bunch of like treating it like a big joke, yeah. right? Complete. And you have a bunch of rednecks. You're like, well, yeah, okay, well, help us get well, this under like, control. And 
They can't get it under control. A fucking car just blew up. Right. You know, right. like it's like there's the part right there too, where like they're all like drinking coffee and great coffee, like a big like jug of coffee. Yeah. Right. You don't see old shit school seventies like jug. Yeah. Uh, it's like beige and brown. Yeah. Being, like you know, like it's neon slick. orange and green or some right. shit. Yeah. Like, they have a Gatorade on the side. It's like yeah. Uh, and yeah, he's like, oh, look out behind you. And like a big crowd of zombies just wandered up on the group of them. And so they hit the dirt and they just start shooting them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Completely devoid of the consequences of anything that they're doing. They're yeah. just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. And I think this is a good time to mention this, any Like, part of, I think what resonates so well about this movie is it reminds me of being a kid, even though I grew up in the 80s. And we've all kind of talked about this a little bit before. I think I brought it up a bit on the podcast, but. If you didn't have a lot of money growing up in the 80s, it looked a lot like the 70s. Yeah. The Atari video computer system is 20 cartridges with 1,300 game variations you play on your own TV set. I quote you on saying that a lot. That, that's I, that's huge. You, you yeah. know, it's like you're watching like, you watch a lot of like syndicated television on UHF, you know, like, like you're watching like, you know, Mark and Mindy and shit. Like, and, a, lot and, of, like, a lot of linoleum. Yeah, and like all my parents like, you know utensils it wasn't like oh we had the cool new shit from the 80s it's like no we've got the crap from the 70s right. right that they got when they got married or they got given to them by my by grandma or something yeah know? well into like the early 90s like you know harvest gold and avocado green and everything so, like, <laughs> a lot of I, love I would i would like i know we just kind of did some remodeling here but if you told me like mint condition Green appliances, oh, yeah. yeah. Spray paint the uh, stainless steel fridge. <laughs> throw, throw some red carpet up on the walls. Oh shit, that yeah. would be. If I could take a nice little nap on the wall, <laughs> my wall was conducive for that. Yeah, and you see a little bit of this in the movie too. Like, uh, you know, it's like this is made of plastic, but we put a wood grain finish on for some reason. Right, right. Beautiful, love that. Like the Atari, it's like yeah, which is around this time <laughs> yeah, it's too. It's got like, a little wood trim. Yeah, a yeah. wood trim. Yeah, you know. So they uh, stop at another gas station, an airport. Yeah, private airport. Yeah. Uh, what I, one of the things I really like in this part that's like a, a, like a subtle thing I didn't notice like the first time through, but like there's all the notes on the wall, like "Hey, took off, headed to you know so and so," like phone numbers and stuff. Yeah. In the office, and there are because yeah, people probably couldn't even get through to each other by phone. Right. At this and, point, and there's you no know? cell phones back then, yeah. or Wi-Fi, or Twitter, right. or Snapchat, you kids. But uh, and then also that one of the other things that's fucked up in this movie, there's like kids zombies here. Yeah. yeah. That this is yeah this is a Tom big... Savini's niece and nephew I think oh that's I read tight. yeah 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 this is one of the more memorable scenes in the movie because um, I mean no because there was a kid zombie in Night of the Living Dead also but, but spoilers spoilers but yeah. Fucking, um, <laughs> yeah but Peter having to shoot those two zombie kids like yeah no one kills the kid in Night of the Living Dead no exactly exactly right. doesn't no she no. she stays alive isn't the yeah. black dude killer. No, no he the redneck militia in that movie kills the black dude. <laughs> yeah, right. no, that I remember. <laughs> yeah, famously. <laughs> yeah, and then they move on to where we see him in this. Another movie. one for the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but also in this scene, you get the uh, uh, helicopter rotor. Yeah, dude, that's one of the best uh, zombie deaths. Absolutely, Franken zombie. Yeah, yeah, yeah Franken. I guess part of the thing was like this guy just had a, kind of a low forehead, so they built the makeup on him, but then it kind of melted a little bit, so it didn't it look looks as, like, like shit. <laughs> it does kind of. It, it looks. Kinda, it's cool. It looks, it's still cool. Okay, when but it, the first time I saw it, I wasn't like, "What's with that guy's fucking head?" No, until not afterwards. Not. Yeah, see, gets into like oh, that he's guy's head he's insane. approaching Steven to come make Eat a meal him. out of him. And he and, stands uh, up on some boxes, and his head gets caught in the rotors of the plane, you know. Like, yeah, of like the in, uh, helicopter. Yeah, lethal weapon. 
And yeah, man, this is the first time where you see that Steven has no fucking idea what he's doing. Yeah. You well, no, he has Steven no idea. Ambushed by a zombie. He can't hear anything. If you're filling gas in a situation oh, yeah. where... Yeah, that's that's uh, Raj. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh, Ra- no, yeah. Steven... Oh. Flyboy. We should yeah. just start yeah. calling Steven Flyboy. Yeah. And we'll call Roger Trooper. Yeah. Steven fucks up a lot. But well, it, this is the point, because he... Well, he's like a regular dude, and this is the one part where, like... It also kind of shows, like, the... We'll talk about it as it goes along, but how Fran kind of progresses. Because right here, she just freezes. Because there's one zombie approaching from, like, you know, her right. And on the left, Steven's, like, wrestling with a zombie on the ground. And she's just, like, kind of like, uh... You're right. What, what do I do? Also, Fran? she's wearing a scarf, which is not very practical for no. fighting... No, that's in true. combat. The character of Fran aggravates me a little bit because... Because, like, George Romero... The portrayal of Barbara is so egregious in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Great I mean, I would say he never made that mistake again, though. Yeah, but here's the thing. Franny would not have been as strong of a character as she was if it wasn't for the actress, whose name I don't know, uh, um, pushing for it. Yeah, Gailene Ross. But- he didn't make her like a screaming Mimi, but like she said, no, Franny should fight like well, the men, she- and she refused to scream. George Romero asked her to scream in a scene, and she said, I don't think Franny would scream. That's fucking awesome. I yeah. never heard that. That's and so awesome. I feel a little conflicted about I mean, I'm very glad for well, the she's way... she's got so many powerful beats and turns in this movie. Like, yeah, she Where does. she declares she's not going to be Den Mother, and yeah. like, she wants to learn yeah. the helicopter and all that yeah. shit. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, Peter also, he tries to hit a zombie with the... Like, he just, like, flails around. He's a total fail son about <laughs> No, uh, Steve. Limp Steven. arms. Steven. Yeah. I, it's It's... So fucking funny. It's like somebody it's like somebody's little brother trying to like wrestle with his bigger brother that he can't beat. He just flings his fucking body into the zombie. It's so good. It's so He does it twice in a row. Yeah, and then we get the zombie from the poster is approaching uh, Mm -hmm. Peter and uh, Steven tries shooting it and And almost shoots Peter. uh, Almost shoots Peter. Real close. Not a good uh, shot. Not and good Peter, at anything except flying helicopter. Peter tells Steven he's a beta bitch and puts him in his place because yeah. he comes yeah. out and he points his gun in Steven's Scary, face. He's like, it? how do you like it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He might as well have taken his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was what that scene was about. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and then they got, so they're taking off. They're kind of talking about where they're going to go next. They're like, well, there's the locks along the Allegheny. And uh, Steven's like, well, they're just after Skip. You know, and... Uh, Roger's like, oh, you know, the cop, there'll be cops there and stuff. And he's like, well, there's several scavengers and looters. And uh, Peter points out, he's like, right, what do you think we are? I wrote that line down. Yeah. He, said, he, he says, wake up, sucker. We're, we're thieves and we're bad guys. That's what we are. And that's another, like, there are a few lines in this movie that is like, here's the message of the movie. And yeah. that's one of them. Yeah. You know? It's also just like, it's like, just get, get out of your shit, dude. Like, what do you think we are? Like, yeah. right. And then there's another, then the, like coming up, there's, it's like the next morning and it's uh, another line that dates the movie. It's like, oh, it's uh, one of those shopping stores. Yeah, they're not sure what one it is. One of those is. big or- indoor, uh, indoor shopping Yeah, what stores. is it? Right. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess at some point in American history, the concept of a mall was new. Yeah. So fine. And uh, now it's considered kind of old-fashioned, which is crazy. And then yeah. there's... The, I don't know... I can't remember who delivers it, but another important line where they ask, why do they come here, the zombies, yeah. about the mall? And um, it said, 
some kind of instinct. Yeah, they land there, and it's oh, it was important to them in their yeah. lives. Yeah, memory of what they used to do. This right. was an important place they in their lives. To like, That's one of their memories. Oh, I'm gonna go <laughs> to the mall, spend to my money mall. at the mall, which is yeah. like the most like heavy handed, like yeah, you know, clear. Like, them, yeah. But it's not about, though. Well, right, no, but it's like, it's and it like, certainly wasn't heavy handed in 1978. Kind of, well, it's also right. like a throwaway line, though. It's like some kind of instinct, something that was important to them. You know, yeah, but like, then we get the zombies like wandering around the mall, like, yeah, the wrong way down the escalator right so it's some like, great zombie performances right it's like we are making fun of capitalism and consumer right. culture but none of it feels like i'm i don't feel like okay i get it no, like no, you know for sure. it's all just entertaining yeah i also really like in this part of the movie too and you see it later on uh it's clearly cold outside like it but it's not like movie cold where it's like oh when there's like a bucket of snow it's like there's like a dusting of snow yeah and it's like very like you can see their breath when they're talking yeah and, and i kind of like that being from the midwest where it's cold like most of the year yeah except this year for you know global warming but um you know it's very it's something like when people go to the coast and when they make movies it's very not so wintry. they yeah. work on clearing out the mall. Well, they're working on clearing out spots in the mall. Yeah, they turn on the mall music and the escalators. It's yeah. so good. It's, that, <laughs> that's another one of those great moments because the mall music, like, it has like a pinwheel in or a pin whistle in it. Yeah, and shit. yeah. like bum, it's bum, this bum, extremely bum, goofy bum. music all of a sudden. <laughs> and there's monsters everywhere, and there's yeah. moving mannequins. Um, when there's they, mannequins that move, yeah. and then there's the <laughs> zombies. Yeah. When they get into the mall, another thing. Well, that's what's great is because. Well, when they get and then in, the SWAT team guys are like, hey, let's go down. They're like, like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there we could mm-hmm. use. Yeah. yeah. I noted this time around. Uh, this, this, I think one of the things that makes this movie so much fun and like so easy to revisit is in a lot of ways I feel like it plays out like a video game. Because it's just kind of like, like when they, they get to the mall, they get to their first checkpoint, all those boxes and stuff that's sitting there in the tubs, they say survival supplies on them. Well, yeah, it's, and it's like, you have found survival supplies. <laughs> and then they like go and find the keys. Well, and that's then, you also know what I mean? the movie, because that's back when there was like the uh, civil defense, because that's what it also says on them. Mm-hmm. That's back when people had like bomb shelters and stuff. Like, yeah. Kind of the tail end of Cold it. Cold War. Yeah. But it was just really funny. Like, they get in there and there's the survival supplies. Also, yeah. because in most fucking video games, the designers have no fucking ideas in their head. And they just have a level that's like full of boxes. Right, right. And then they get the keys and they get the map and the whole shit. And and they get excited about this idea of going through the mall. And this is one of those points where I think the woman ends up being the voice of reason. Well, she seems like kind of a drag at this point, though. She's like, don't go down there. Well, like, yeah. but she, like, Steven, the, Steven, wake up and tell line, these guys what to do. The line that she gives is, this is exactly what we're trying to get away from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like another one of those like... Like the American dream should be trying to get away from consumerism. Right. Like, this is what we're trying to like yeah. transcend. Well, but also like very like nakedly like we're trying to get away from like looters and like people right. like yeah shooting. they're trying to get to where away from civilization because they're, they're talking about get, yeah. like kind of it turns out their plans kind of go up to Canada. There be less it's, people. It's also unclear in the whole movie trilogy whether this is going on anywhere else. But America, yeah, for sure, for actually, sure. like yeah, I'm gonna say yes. But, yeah, I, I would yeah. too. But you know, it's it's something that's just. Uh, it seems like it would be really a lot easier to evacuate. So, but then, who would accept us, though? Yeah, you, you know, like sure. refugees or whatever. Yeah, Sudan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as the uh, so like Stephen wakes up and Francis, they're down there. It's she like they went down there with guns and they left her with a gun. 
And Steven wants to be cool, and he's like, oh, man, those guys are, like, cool, and they're, like, tough. That's <laughs> so exactly it what is, it is. It's he's absolutely like, well, what I'm going to take the gun. I'm going to go down there. That's so exactly So Steven leaves Fran with no gun. Yeah. This, he I, For, like, the second time. They just straight up abandoned her. I, I was like, holy shit. And this is when the, um, well, first of all, when Steve meets up with them in the mall, that's when you get the second Goblin song of the soundtrack, and that's the one that's got that sick bass line where it's like, doot. And that song is also amazing. <laughs> yeah, um, it is good. But like, this is it, it really starts to jump off uh, right before Steve meets up with them because Peter and Roger get into the department store. They get into JC Penny, yeah. And they are excited as shit, dude. Yeah. And that's like, that again is where there's, there's like a message in there because it's like, okay, the apocalypse is here, everything's coming to an end, but we have all the stuff now. Yeah. So now we have right. all this stuff, so we don't have to worry about everything. Right. That's going right. On and, and as it goes on, too, and they get excited about all the shit that's in the mall. Like, when they find them, like, after they finally clear the mall out, spoilers, guys, if you haven't seen it. But, uh, you know, and they, they, they go to the bank and they're like, oh, look at all this money. It's like, right. this money isn't worth shit. Dude. Right. Like, it's well, really, Peter says, you never know. Yeah, but it's like, once they realize that they're in this mall and in this department store and everything is free. It's a very stark turnaround because you yeah. figure these they four start going nuts. Like, they start going nuts, dude. Roger fucking loves it. I love Roger's performance. Yeah, but, like the, he slides down that. Like the these four characters the up to this point have been very worried. They've been very traumatized. They've been very confused. All of a sudden, they have a bunch of cool shit, and they just don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 an amazing choice to just have them instantly turn around. Yeah, like that, right. I feel like. And so their idea too is so that they load up a wagon with like all the like a bunch of shit. They're like, hey, let's like grab a radio, right? And, you know, and so they're they're gonna go down to the first floor and make a bunch of noise and like wheel it out the, the second floor back up to where they were. Um, so we get the great scene there too when they're closing the door, where the zombie grabs uh, Roger's M sixteen. He's just looking down the barrel yeah. of it. Yeah, it's great. And that guy comes up many times. That's again. the gun zombie. Yeah, the gun zombie. He, he does, a, he does a great job. Yeah. He does a great job. We also get introduced around this time to the nurse zombie. Yeah. <laughs> who is... Like, most <laughs> of the zombies... Who, who is a zombie doing an impression of Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, most of the zombies a little understated, not her. No, no. no, she goes right for it. Same thing with the sweater guy who's walking backwards up the escalator. Yeah. He slays it a few times, too. Yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, what's great too. I should also point out about this movie. If you want, she's also uh, sorry. Yeah, she's also one of those extras who she was like, "Oh, they're filming over there. I'm gonna <laughs> like she insi- she insinuated <laughs> so herself right. into so what, many scenes actually, of that movie. Like her and actually like, the guns out there's like notably uh, kind of create continuity errors because after they seal them all off to like kill all the zombies inside and take control of it, like they're both inside in those scenes, and then at the end of the movie they're back. Oh, yeah, they would have been killed. Yeah, they would have been killed. Yeah. But, they're, yeah, they're, she's definitely, like, yeah. uh, chewing scenery. Um, but, yeah, they they collect a bunch of shit, and they kind of decide that they're going to hunker down there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's some great stuff there, too. Like, there's Flyboy shooting at that uh, security guard zombie in the boiler room. Yeah. In the mechanical room. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good little moment of suspense there. There's also good, too, when they're, like, trying to get back upstairs, when Peter just chucks a zombie over the railing. He, like, yeah. He's yeah. like, trying to, like, fight him or shoot him. He just picks him and throws him. Yeah, yeah. He hulks him over his head and throws him off the balcony. It's awesome. Once they get all the stuff upstairs, like, instant- And he's like, come on, Flabba, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> Once they get, like, all their stuff collected in their little uh, panic room, 
all of it is the finest shit possible. Like Peter's eating caviar. Yeah, Once shit, they, like instantly yeah. they go for all the finest yeah. things. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, so the, there's also the part where Zombie Dan, like the maintenance guy, attacks Roger. Where, and you get that great scene. Oh, with the, uh, f- uh, the screwdriver yes. in the ear. Yes. And yeah, then, we're uh, watching him. We're watching the movie. Which is <laughs> when we watched Rosemary's Baby uh, last year. They were they were in the fancy old apartment, and there's a dude in all denim, like. Fixing a people. No, he, yeah, he's putting a people in the door. Yeah, and he's like, oh, there's me. Yeah, it's just like there's me. So he likes to point himself out. And yeah, I mean, as a joke, but uh, they also like uh, Steven. Like part of what they do is um, Steven has a map of the place, and that's how they get back yeah. to the uh, very video yeah. game. I find. Yeah, and also um, this part too, because they left Fran by herself. Uh, this Hari Krishna Hari zombie, yeah. zombie yeah, yeah, yeah. goes upstairs and tries to. Fuck He's pretty her up. strong. He pushes through the door. And honestly, like re- watching it this time, I feel like I noticed Fran's arc a little bit more because you're totally yeah. right. When they're at the airport, she's just total panic. This time around, she's panicking, but she's still standing her own ground she, and like yeah. using the flares. She takes and shit. Her, yeah, she takes road flares. And also, something needs to be said: road flares are fucking cool. Why don't people yeah. talk about them enough? Here, like, here, here, here. So cool. You want to discuss road flares? No, we don't even talk about them. It's just like people should talk about them more. Like maybe not okay. this podcast. Me and Jim are starting a spinoff road flare podcast. <laughs> right. We talk about road flares. All right. Well, if if you let me know how many episodes of uh, material if, you can, if cover. we're gonna see that thing through, I really think we should find a place to get a flare gun. Would you want to split a flare gun with me and we'll shoot it the yeah, one time? Yeah, done and done. Yeah, <laughs> dude, yeah. flares are awesome. You're right. You're, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and it's also part of what I like about this movie and. uh We've already kind of seen some of it. Part of what separates this movie is the zombies have some more personality. There's this Harry Krishna zombie. More than that, I like that the zombies are afraid of fire. Like, I think that's part of what... More the, religious imagery, too. That's yeah, it. Yeah. But also what I think, like, The Walking Dead suffers from is, like, the zombies there are just so stupid. Like, if you yeah. just hold out a gun, they'll, like, right. walk right into it. Like, you know right, what I mean? Like, right. here they use, like... No, Romero's zombies still have some air of humanity about them. Well, well they, like, use they can tools. use tools. Like, not humanity, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like, like, like even just animals. They can kind of, of yeah. get doors open. Right. You right. Know? They can open doors. This one, they can climb up some ladders. And as and, we see later, maybe they still retain a little memory. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, even in Night of Living Dead, the zombie used a rock to break uh-huh. the window of the car. Like, you know, it, it's, like, different than, like, in... Yeah, zombie uses a tire iron to break a window in this movie. Yeah, and yeah. They're, like, af- they're, like, afraid of fire, which yeah. is a very basic animal response. And then, yeah. like, like Walking Dead or something, I think it's, like, kind of like, oh, they're not even afraid of fire. It's, like, this, they're kind of boring. Then. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Lord. So, uh, yeah, and they get up, they, they kill the Harry Krishna zombie, and Steven's like, Fran, this is so great. We got all this cool shit. And she's, like... She was just in a life or death situation. Right, yeah. exactly. She's probably shaking from trauma. Exactly. He's like, we got all this cool stuff. She says, you're hypnotized by this place, all of you, and then finishes her statement with, you don't see it's a prison, too. I wrote yeah. that down as well. Yeah. So, like, they're, uh, I'm telling you, man, Fran's the voice of reason throughout yeah. a lot they're, of this. They're drinking Jack Daniels and eating caviar. And I remember from the commentary, they're really drinking Jack Daniels. Great. Great. That's yeah, awesome. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, this is also where we find out that Fran's pregnant. Yeah. Yes. Uh, two, and then Peter knows how to perform an abortion. I was going to two things. <laughs> so yeah, this time, like watching this this time around, I, I did with Fran being pregnant, I thought of you. Actually. <laughs> and I never noticed it before this time because I made the connection, but Fran is definitely smoking through her entire first trimester. Oh yeah. <laughs> She's definitely Back in the, you, that smoking That didn't the stop till like the 80s. Uh, yeah. My mother smoked the entire time I was Yeah. People, she used to tell me, she was like, we didn't know. We used to put the ashtray on my stomach and watch you kick it up. <laughs> I'm like, stop it, mom! 
Stop sending oh, smoke yeah. down. Thanks well, for, thanks for so, my life. Like, they're talking about all this shit, and Fran's like asleep because she's pregnant. Right. Yeah. And like, it's also like, again, like. I know what that's like. But yeah, she's. Steven's kind of a dick boyfriend. Like He's not very Because cool he goes yet. in there, and he's and she's like, well, Steven, you want to abort it? And he's like, oh, I thought you were sleeping. She's like, you could fucking ask. Like, right. Yeah. You know? And yeah, why does the homie Peter know how to do abortions? That I. Man seen some shit. Man seen some shit. Man seen some shit, seen some shit is the answer to that question. Yeah. He's, a, he's a guy who, like, made it you know he made it as a cop and he's from the streets you know yeah, yeah. The type of guy who like had he gone to Vietnam he would have come home with an ears and eyes necklace yeah, yeah. Right. and uh so and Fran you know kind of gets left out of the fence she doesn't like it she she understands it's like a gilded cage she's like you mm. know you guys are like hey we got all this cool shit but like we're trapped here yeah yeah definitely. it's not a terrible idea if you thought this thing was gonna pass but oh. I think they've already decided it's not yeah this, also, this is very important. I was wrong about the Goblin song that happens when Steve joins up with them in the mall. Oh, yeah. it's later? Yeah, the one I was singing comes later. This yeah. one was... What, what? What's that one? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Uh, we also, at this point, introduced... Dan will drop all of them. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing, right, we're doing the uh, eye patch guys talking. On I have the eye patch guy patch. down. He's I'm, also very much... Eye like, patch scientist. Uh, I love that guy. He, he very much like, of the time, like, Henry Kissinger. Yes! Like, this, right. this is like... Like... If you listen to this guy talk, his ideas like he's like he's like, hey, I'm calm and rational. All his ideas are fucking stupid and crazy. But yeah. before he goes stupid and crazy, he's kind of giving. Oh, a, he, he's he's rational. Well, yeah. he's given a quick class on like the zombie rules that would go on for other movies right. throughout here. Like they're like he's explaining how they're not cannibals. Like yeah. he's explaining how you need to shoot them in the head. Doing that. Well, although the guys in the beginning do that too. Yeah. But the high patch guy does it much more emphatically. Right. But, but like as it turns out, like. Like, it's like this thing where it's like, well, this guy's smart. It's like, smart people aren't always, like, smart. Like, right. This is the message of this movie. Totally and it, yes, should take yes. from this fucking yes. podcast. Yes. Like, like, people who are, like, really smart, like, sometimes they're fucking idiots. They're not always right. They're not always right. Yeah. Yeah. There's also a wonderful little moment, because it's kind of like cutting back and forth between the eye patch guy on TV and what's happening in the Yeah, thing. there's, like, a really fat zombie. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, no. There's a point where it comes back to uh, the TV and the guy who's interviewing the eyepatch guy he just says in spite of everything you hear there are still some people out there with a sense of humor <laughs> and like yeah, yes. which I think is another one of those things that Romero just kind of threw in there for yeah. his own entertainment we must not be lulled by the concept that these are our family members or our friends they are not they will not respond to such emotions they, they must be destroyed on sight yeah, and then yeah, that's when Fran lays down the law, right? And Peter like, Peter bosses her around, but he's like better at it than Steven. Yeah, she yeah. like listens when he well, bosses he makes her a around. Good point, like yeah, because like what she says, she's like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm sorry you found out I'm pregnant because I want to be part of the plan, so I want to be treated different. Yeah, she's like, he says, oh yeah, until you learn how to handle yourself. He's <laughs> like. But then, like, when she's like, uh, she's like, I don't know about you guys, I don't know how to fly the helicopter. Steven is very hurt by that. Right. She's like, you know. She's right. She's 100% right. Yeah. And then, and she's also. It like, turns out to be right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's also like, uh, I want a gun. Yeah. Like, that also pisses him off. Yeah. Right? She's like, if you're going to leave me here, you have to leave me with a gun. Yeah. And she like. Yeah, Peter's basically, like, 
cucking Steven here, right? <laughs> Dude, and, and, and Steven is, like, kind of upset by this, because you, you kind of hit it, Dan. Like, Steven badly wants these two SWAT team guys to think that he's cool. Yeah. Badly. And, and oh, he 100%. Gets, and he gets like, sunned by his girlfriend in front of the bullpen. Yeah. yeah, I mean, haven't you been there, too, where you, you find some guy who's, like, like in a biker gang or something? You're like, oh, this guy. like a biker gang? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you meet some guy who's, like... From like, all the bars in Worth that we hang out yeah. at. Yeah. Or, like, you, like, when you meet someone who's, like, a, like a real gutter punk, and you're, like, trying to be like, oh, no, I'm cool, too. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, Steven definitely has that. Like, and it turns out that his girlfriend is cooler than he is. Mm-hmm. Dan, don't try to prove that you're cool to... To, all the, to the biker gang audience yeah, the biker. out there. Yeah, I'm not cool, guys. <laughs> I think you're kind of cool. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I just don't want you to be unsafe. So the, then their idea is, they're like, well... They're, they they kind of like well we've got maybe a good thing going here it's kind of Peter's idea mm-hmm. and they're like they there's a bunch of trucks kind of across the way Let's the big truck, truck depot. caper and <laughs> their plan is to move the trucks in front of the doors which are like you know like thing about that I think that plan's fucking kind of genius actually. it is genius it's fucking genius because then the zombies can't mask from the door and start like a mosh pit to get through right. them right yeah it, yeah they get they said that stops them from having any leverage even though they make it up to the doors they're they're uh you know, they their backs are right it. to the to the trucks yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a pretty genius idea and this is the point where my favorite goblin song comes in that one we were doing do do yeah that's that's when this happens and it it rules very upbeat it's so upbeat Roger starts acting like Yosemite Sam well okay so they're they're moving the trucks and they're having too much fun they're under duress right and he is loving would you describe it as he's having too much fun at the beginning and then he flips out because well I wrote I wrote down that Roger's turn in this scene from fun to crazy is pretty fucking good acting yeah it's also like I've been there because like I work with my hands for a living Sometimes, like, it's the end of the day, you're like, okay, putting this unit together, it's all good, I'm gonna go home, yeah. oh, half hour early, that's nice, and it's like, oh, it doesn't want to come on, and you're like, god damn it, like, <laughs> you know, it, it's So like, you go from, do, 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 yeah, he's, he's hot wiring this fucking semi, and uh, the zombie comes up, who you can tell is very pretty in real life. Which one? Oh yeah, the, the one in the flannel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the feathered hair. Girlfriend, yeah. Oh yeah. But, like it's like she's wearing makeup. It's like it's like damn. Some of that. Zombie. Of course, Tom Savini's girlfriend in yeah. the seventies was the big. hot zombie. Yeah, of course, the hot zombie. Of course, yeah. of course. And she gets her. He's like, oh baby, you look so good. She gets her brains blown out, and he gets a little like blood in his mouth, even like when, mm-hmm. he, when she gets capped. Um, He's pretty freaked by that too. Also, yeah. uh, fans of the zombie genre, you want to survive the zombie apocalypse? This is important. You should learn to drive stick. Yeah, huge. huge. Turns huge. out uh, hot wiring cars helps too. And that too, because Peter or uh, Roger comes in here. Internet, guys. Steven also like does a good job here. He's he's providing air coverage. Yeah, and he like. He's alerts. doing the one thing he does he, well, which is fly a helicopter. He alerts Peter when like uh, Roger's in trouble. Yeah, he kind of yeah he wave, kind of waves the yeah. helicopter. So he's like, "What's going?" And on? Franny's um, up on the roof. Is a sniper like yeah. providing some cover? Yeah, but it's so good because like Roger, Roger slowly starts turning into sort of a surrogate of the homie Wooly from earlier. Yeah, yeah. Where he's got, just loving this danger right now. We yeah. got this by the ass. We got, we got this, man. We got this by the ass. Yeah. Oh, so and good. Then, so and, and after like Peter's like, come on, man, calm the fuck down. And they they block like, the door get off. It together, yeah. And then he leaves his bag in the truck. And and as someone who's but he also says to him, perfect baby, perfect. 
Well, yeah, the, 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 there's the, there's like a very specific beat where he goes from having fun to going crazy, and yeah. that's when he blows the chick's head off, and then the, he yeah, gets and covered he in the blood and stuff. Kind what of fun again. happened? He's I. We start. He, he's just Why? What was this whole turn? Like, what do you think this was about okay, with his character? Like, like right here, it's like you, you get all excited because you think you're doing a good job, and I, I can say as someone who's left a bag of tools on the roof before, <laughs> it's like, so, like, and there weren't like people who wanted to kill me up there, but it's like, 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 because he's. I've had his... times where it's lo- much lower stakes, but it's like I, I'm driving home, and I say, "Hey, did you remember to turn that air conditioner back on when you fixed it?" And I say, no, I did not. I guess I'm going to drive a half hour back up to, you know... Right. Lake you know, Zurich or something. Yeah. But, but no, I think... Zurich or Mundelein or something far away. And it's like, god damn it. That definitely... That's definitely a factor. But I just think part of it, too, is like, at this point, Roger has been kicking ass and taking names the entire movie. Like, Roger is slaying it the and, whole time. And he's an emotional guy. And know? he's an emotional guy. Yeah. And in this scene is the first time he ever was put... In danger, like he almost fucking got hurt. He almost yeah, he wasn't died. in control, right? And so I think something snapped in his head of realizing, he wait, this isn't just a game about forgetting his bag. He's really unhinged. I know, man. Come on, come on, come on. Let's let's go back. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah. And, and then he, he ends Are you up, straight. Yeah, yeah. He, he like kind of takes like he could probably get his bag and get out of there, but he's like, no, I'm gonna fuck up these zombies because I'm yeah. mad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he ends up getting bit twice. Dude, and he's like, you know, Peter's like, "Are you cool?" And yeah, he's like, "Yeah, yeah perfect, per- baby. perfect, baby, perfect, perfect. like <laughs> dirty Harry now." Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and then yeah, he sorry, gets bit on that you know, one, in the yeah. leg. It happens. It yeah. happens because you, you can't you can't be like that, man. You got to be collected, yeah. and present when you're in Miss Zombies. Yeah, so they see. There's also it's established as a gun store in the mall, which is kind of unusual for a mall. And, yeah, it's uh, it's just like and also having a ice arena is unusual for a mall. But that, the ice arena is actually was real at the time. Really, the gun store is one of the few places that is. Yeah, that was a separate location. Yeah, it, it's it's malls weren't as much of like just an unholy capitalist enterprise as they became. Like they they are right. Uh, We'll get into it a bit more when we talk about some of the influences, but uh, yeah, like the ice arena was actually part of the mall, and they knocked it down and built a food court, much to um, the chagrin of like the local residents that go to the ice. Yeah, fucking yeah. But uh, and so they decide like, okay, we got it blocked off. Let's lock all the doors and kill all the zombies inside. So they put Roger in a cart. They're like gonna gonna go like they grab like a. Little propane torches like he used for suffering. Right, right. And, and they've them. got this really cool system going on where they like kind of draw all the zombies to one side of the mall and then they go do their business on the other side right, of the mall. Right, but when yeah. Fran's the one who comes up again with the great idea, she's I'm like, getting the car. There's like yeah. the there's car a sweepstakes the car in the mall, yeah. Which it looks like kind of a shitty sweepstakes car. Yeah. Like it's a hatchback, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not like a Camaro or something. Right. Like, And she's like, why don't you use the car to drive around between all the uh, stores? So, and right there when they go out the door, is because uh, my VHS was on two tapes. That's where the one tape cut out for some reason. 